1045 The Zone's non-stop sports talk continues with a look at Nashville's teams and at news around the nation from the lead writer of 1045thezone.com. This is The Big Six. The Big Six with Jason Martin. Presented by Renters Warehouse. And here we go. Straight up, 6 o'clock by my watch. Means it's time for the one and only Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. Glad to have you with us. Blessed to have you as a part of my audience. My name is Jason Martin. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone. You can find me there. Our phone lines were not open yesterday during my program, but they are tonight at 615-737-1045. I'm going to ask you a question, real simple question. And look, I'm going to talk some sports during this hour. And that's my plan. But with everything that has gone on over the past few days, I just have to ask you, what's on your mind, Nashville? What's on your mind? What's on your heart right now? What have you seen? What have you heard? What has inspired you? What has lifted you up? What has given you hope? And if you're struggling, that's okay too. I will tell you I'm blessed beyond measure, all reasonable and otherwise. I hope you recognize that you are as well. Despite your circumstances right now, I hope everything is going as well as it possibly can in your life. Last night, I didn't know what I was going to say. And talked for an hour and I walked out of here and I really don't know what I said. But I do want to say quickly that I received a lot of response. Many of it via DMs where they're always wide open at Jmart Zone with people saying a lot of real kind things. And it's always hard for me to accept that on my own. There's always the balancing act of the ego and the pride side. And then knowing where the words came from. Whatever words that I did say last night, if they touched you, if they hit you, if they felt right, if they were emotional for you, I just have to say exactly what I said last night. I got to use those words that you're not supposed to use on terrestrial radio or in culture these days and just say that the Holy Spirit was with me. If any of those words landed, if that message got through, It was because I was used as a vessel, not because I was some brain or someone that had a bunch of stuff worked out or planned. It was from the heart, but those words were not my own. At least some of them were not. And I truly believe that. 615-737-1045. Today, we go back to, at least to some degree, business as usual. I'm driving in and I'm seeing billboards saying Nashville Strong. Nashville will survive, which is true. And not only will it survive, it will thrive. How will it thrive? Because this is the most generous country in the world. We don't have to be told. We don't have to be forced. No one has to take a percentage of our income in order for us to feel like we can give. The Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee, as of about a half hour ago, has received... 
what appears to be over $2 million. The Titans donated a million dollars earlier this afternoon. Good on Amy Adams Strunk and the organization. The NFL Foundation then chipped in a quarter of a million dollars themselves. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the response you expect from a country like ours. We can go down the negative path and we can talk about the things that are wrong. But there are moments when it's so abundantly clear that we outnumber them. That's something that I've said in the past in a different context. But I promise you the good still outweighs the bad. Your neighbor, your friend, your family member, the people you work with, we still outnumber them. Especially when our foundation just, our foundation's not going to be shaken, folks. You think of all the damage that maybe you have seen as you've driven the interstates, if you've pitched in, if you've given financially or otherwise, if you've spent time in prayer, thinking through everything that went down, realizing that this tornado went over 50 miles, making it the third longest pathway a tornado has ever taken in this state. A powerful, frightening image, if you've seen even a still shot of it. With the power flashes and the lightning all around the twister, all around the funnel cloud. Lifting up and taking people's things away. But what I didn't see yesterday, whether it was on social media or on regular television or anywhere else, were people out there asking for pity. They weren't really playing the victim. They were just simply hurting. But a lot of them seemed more positive than you would anticipate them being in that moment. That was uplifting for me. Not just to see the outpouring of support from those who were in a position to do so. But to see the resolve of those who weren't as lucky as some of the rest of us. Who lost a roof or a wall or a business, or in the worst-case scenario, a human being. And of all the responses that, that I received yesterday, one of them I just want to read from someone named Brad. I did not respond to him. I responded to everyone else. My response to him, and, and I could still send him something, obviously, But one way I want to respond to him is by reading his DM to me from last night. He says, hey, Jason, love the show. I'm a student at Tennessee Tech in Putnam County. And, of course, these numbers have changed, but I'm just reading exactly what he wrote at the time. Right now, 77 people are unaccounted for, 18 deaths, 88 injured. CRMC needs blood. Also, we need baby clothes, food, diapers, clothing for children, adult clothing. I know Nashville gets a lot of media coverage, and it's a major city. 
but Putnam County is hurting. Any help would be great. 1045thezone.com slash help. Keep Cookville in your thoughts and prayers. Keep Putnam County and, I mean, all of these people that went through all this, keep them in your thoughts, keep them in your prayers. Approach the throne of the Lord on their behalf. They're hurting. Some of them are very confused and lost. And we don't want to lose sight of the details. We can look at a large picture and we can look at a trajectory of a tornado and how long the path was and we can see some of the destruction. But we need to actually stop and we need to put a focus on some specifics, on some smaller things, how it affected each individual person. And I think that's maybe the best way to start just trying to deal with all of this now that we're a day past it. But when you say you're a day past it, that sounds like you're actually through with it, and we're not, because there is going to be a rebuilding process. It's not magically just going to reappear. It's going to reappear through a lot of hard work, a lot of blood, a lot of sweat, a lot of tears, donations, volunteering, and a resolve from the city, from this community, that regardless of our differences, we all have a heart. And it can beat as one. And when it does, a lot of wonderful things can happen. And folks, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. 615-737-1045. Let's go to Ben in Nashville. He's up first tonight on the Big Six. Ben, how are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing okay, sir. How are you? Uh, what do you got for me tonight? Well, I know Kirby did a, mention me in his broadcast today. Um, I'm the one, me and my son went up there and helped clear his yard and cleared his neighbor's yard today. Um, I just wanted to shine light on everybody that's out there that's volunteering. I'm not the only one that did it. Um, I woke up yesterday, my son's school was canceled. I couldn't work because I had to watch him, um, grabbed a chainsaw and headed north. And all the people that I saw out there that weren't affected by this, but they came in to help. They didn't come in for money. They didn't come in for recognition. They came in because Nashville is our city. Yeah. And I am I am just awestruck with the outpouring from this entire city. We will rebuild. We will stand strong. And I just wanted to say that I'm proud of everybody that I saw out there working to help their friends and neighbors. Thank you, Ben. And your work's appreciated as well. Your effort is appreciated as well. 
if you give people in this country an opportunity, they're usually going to surprise you in the best possible way, which means it really shouldn't have been a surprise anyway, because I can tell you that, and I feel very confident behind this microphone saying that you're always going to be surprised in a positive way at the reaction to something like this. You never feel let down. It's not like this happened and you thought for a minute that people weren't going to help. That people weren't going to use whatever means they had to spread the word about help. That they weren't all thinking through what could my role be in this rebuild. We spend a lot of time talking about what divides us. We spend a lot of time trying to poke holes in our perceived enemies' arguments. We spend a lot of time being told who we should love and unfortunately, more often than not, who we should hate. That this person, we can't do business with this person. We can't speak to this person because of this opinion or that opinion. But there are some real similarities between all of us. By design. And when we see our brothers and sisters, literally and figuratively, brothers and sisters, in pain, it's impossible not to feel some degree of pain ourselves. It's called empathy. We necessarily can't fix the problem ourselves. We can't just magically snap our fingers and it's gone. But we can sit there with them while they stare into the fire. And we can stare into it with them. We can let them know they're not alone. We can let them know they have support. We can let them know. And you know what's maybe most important of all? And it's not just from what happened a couple of days ago. It's from everybody that you see. Everybody that you interact with, or maybe even more so the ones you don't interact with. One of the most important things to somebody's mental stability is just to be noticed. When you feel like you're invisible, there could be no worse feeling. I know there's the Southwest ads want to get away. Those are real funny. But when you're noticed, it means somebody cares enough to take stock in the fact that you exist in their airspace. You know, there was an episode of Fargo in the last season where Carrie Coon's character always talked about how no one ever noticed her. And even when she would go into the bathroom and put her hand under one of those automatic sinks, the water wouldn't come on because even the sink didn't notice her. She was invisible in her life. It's impossible not to see the damage and then see the faces and see slumped shoulders that you just so desperately want to go up to 
and lift back up and say, hey, 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 it's going to be okay. It might not be perfect today. In fact, it's never going to be perfect in this life, but it's going to get better. And I got you. We've got you. And you know what? Most of all, he's got you. 615-737-1045. Hashtag, I believe in Nashville. We'll be right back. This is a big six on 104.5 The Zone. So... Welcome back. Big 6, 104.5 The Zone. Ryan Albany is my producer. He's taking your phone calls tonight at 615-737-1045. Saw some people we didn't get to before they dropped off. You can call us back if you would like to. My simple question to open the show was just what's on your mind, Nashville, because of everything that's happened in the last day and a half or so, almost two days. What's on your heart? What's on your mind? What do you have to say? Yesterday, I didn't take calls. But today, I definitely want to give you a chance to speak freely in whatever way that you wanted to. And you can tweet me at jmartzone, and many of you have, and I appreciate, again, all the kind words. All glory to God for that, though I can't take credit for any of it. 615-737-1045. David in Bellevue. We'll go to him first. David, what's up? Hey, good show tonight. Just wanted to pick up on your last comment about um, somebody just needing you know, to know that they're still thought of or somebody cares about them. Mm-hmm. We have a friend in East Nashville. We hadn't talked to her in a while, and my wife called her, oh, midday Tuesday, just checking on her, and sure enough, her house had got hit. It's still standing, but she hadn't been to church in a long time, and she said the first person that called her was one of her elders from where she had been attending, checking on her, and uh, said, we got a crew of guys who want to come over and help help you with your house or whatever. And she said, you know, I don't deserve it. I haven't been faithful in coming. He says, God's grace is not about you attending church. It's about us. God's grace is, you, we don't, anybody deserve it. But sure. the hands that are coming to help you love you, and we just want to help you. And uh, she, she was just so touched. She had been so down and just so out. Uh, just a down look on life and that one phone call and this event has probably completely turned her around and, and I'm gonna, gonna save her life. David, I appreciate it. God bless you for that. And just to speak to that, I heard it put this way. And, um, just to, to piggyback on that grace mention, grace is getting what we don't deserve. Mercy is not getting what we do deserve. And her thinking, you know, it's always, you always, you always look around. If you're in that situation, you feel like everybody else is worthy of it, but you know, you're really bad. You're not even paying attention when you're sitting there, all this kind of stuff. And you don't realize that every other person in that room feels exactly the same way about themselves. There are no saints here. We're not a community of saints. She was worthy of that. She was worthy of all of it, just as much as we were at least. 
in a broken world. Bob in Murfreesboro up next on the program. Bob, what say you this evening? Uh, yes, Jason. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. I've listened to you since you began, and you have been outstanding. And I have something to say to you personally. Sure. I am so very proud of you taking the steps that you took last night on your most heartfelt, cathartic soliloquy that I have ever heard in my life. And I'm so proud of you in taking your stance. And yet, I hope and pray that 104.5 does not chastise you nor do anything to you but leave you where you are because you are a valuable asset to this entire community. That's my feeling. Bob, I thank you. I really do. I don't know if some people are better at taking compliments than others or not. I'm the one that takes the gift, and I say thank you kind of sheepishly or kind of shyly because I don't know how to show my gratitude enough. And here it's just, I know that whatever I said last night, again, much of it I just don't remember. And maybe I need to actually go back and listen to my show. But stuff like that, it's just, again, I know where those words came from and I know where they didn't come from. They didn't just come from my mind. Whatever landed, whatever really hit, whatever spoke to you, whatever led you to write me if you were one that wrote me or, or Bob to call or others to, to chime in. That wasn't for me. I can't take credit for it, but I can send the credit in the direction that it comes from. If you want to see me at times or see parts of last night as a sunbeam, especially on a day where you really needed the light, then you can see me as a sunbeam. But all the sunbeam does is, reflect what the sun's allowing it to reflect. So hopefully I can just turn every time you see that light and say, hey, it's coming from here. It's not coming from me. If it was, it wouldn't be effective. But I really appreciate that. I truly do. Jeremy in Germantown, which I see Germantown pop up on the screen, and I I just know. Jeremy, talk to me. What's going on? Well, um, you're correct. Uh, I live in Germantown, or I used to. Um, And the response from everyone has been overwhelming. But everyone keeps asking me, what can they do? And I honestly don't know. (laughs) I don't know what I need right now. I don't know what the, like, are any of my possessions in what used to be my apartment still there? We're not allowed to go back in there. You know, it's, it's really... Like you just feel helpless. Like I'm, I'm, I don't know what I need, and I'm, I'm not trying to belittle people's kindness or anything like that. But I honestly just, I don't have an answer right now, and that's just kind of where I'm at. Jeremy, I understand. I mean, I don't understand. I mean, this is a guy who called the program who doesn't have a home right now that had one two days ago. They had no idea what was coming. 
and now has no idea what to do. And this is why I mentioned yesterday how we misinterpret compassion. Compassion, ladies and gentlemen, is not, here's how we fix this problem. I'm going to get this right for you. I'm going to make this right today. I have the answer. I have the solution. I can cure that cancer. That inoperable brain tumor that your loved one has, I've got the answer for it. I've got the words that are going to fix that for you. That's not compassion. And a lot of times it's coming from the right place. You do want to help somebody. You don't want to see people hurting. But Jeremy just said he appreciates the kindness. He doesn't know what to do with it. He didn't know what he needs. He's trying to take inventory of what maybe he still has. And he knows how much he's lost. But I'm sure emotionally he's raw and he's spent. And he's kind of in a state of shock. Compassion is not putting the fire out. It's looking into the fire alongside that person. Not putting it out, experiencing it with them as best you can. Maybe putting a hand on the shoulder or giving them an embrace. Now, my, um, my Sunday school teacher, who is a, in the limited time that I've gotten to, to listen to and learn from him, just a phenomenal human being. He's going through something difficult right now with a friend of his who is, whose son has come up ill. And he, he feels so handcuffed because he doesn't know what to say. But in the process, he gave this father who had come down to be with his son before taking him to try to get answers. He let him stay there for days. He tried to take his mind off it. And he apologized over and over for not having the words to say. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the definition of compassion. Not having the words to say. Feeling bad about that fact, but not trying to come up with them. In the process of trying to figure out what he could do, this man did a lot. So I don't know what Jeremy needs. I don't know his specific circumstance. I know right now he doesn't have a home and he doesn't know when he's going to have one. And he just called in to say he's confused and he's lost. If it's cool with you, Jeremy, me and I would say probably a lot of the other people listening to me tonight, we're just going to stand next to you and watch the fire. And when you do have something you need from us, you've got it. And until then, we're just going to recognize you. We're not going to try to fix a problem. We're not going to jump in and make something worse. 
but we are going to love you, brother. We are going to care for you. And we're going to remember you. Jeremy in Germantown may not have a home to call his own right now. But what he does have is tens of thousands of people hearing him speak who will pray for him, who will talk about him tonight at the dinner table, and who will remember his name. Can't begin to understand what you're going through, but we'll stand arm in arm with you, and we'll help you get through it somehow. Today, we're just going to watch the fire with you. We'll be right back. We'll take more of your phone calls. I know Russ is on the line. We'll get to him. 615-737-1045. We're a little bit far over. I'm not worried about a clock tonight. We'll be right back. It's the Big Six on 104.5 The Zone. Zone. Welcome back. It's a Wednesday, and we're still here. But our minds are on those that may not be. This show is brought to you by Renner's Warehouse. I'm Jason Martin. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone. I told you, Jeremy, that we hear you and we see you. During the break, Caroline tweets, I understand you, Jeremy of Germantown. Know that I've I've experienced a moment in time like this and will stand alongside you in silence. We are going to let you stare into that fire because we don't know how to put it out for you yet. You don't know how you would even want us to do that, and we're certainly not going to be arrogant enough to think we have the answer. but we're going to stare there right next to you. And hopefully that solidarity, that unity, our heart beating alongside you will give you a sense of hope that nothing tangible that we could do for you right now would. Trust me, we we feel for you. I don't even know. That's the first call I've ever taken from someone who had a home two days ago and doesn't now. Just kind of leaves me speechless. Again, last night I talked about intercessions with wordless groans. In prayer, when we don't know what to pray for, the Spirit intercedes for us. And that can happen when we're praying out loud without our eyes closed and don't even realize we're praying. And I hear that call from Jeremy, and it's just wordless groans. I know I'm saying words right now, but it's it's mainly it's just mm, like you want to be able to do something. But you know you can't right now. But you can stand alongside Jeremy in Germantown and all of those that haven't called us to say exactly the same thing that he is feeling. Let's go to Russ in Franklin. He's up next on the program. Russ, how are you this evening? 
Hey, man. Hey, Jason. Man, I just wanted to share my experience. I was about a mile from Germantown with a chainsaw for about seven hours over off of D.B. Todd, North Nashville, for those that don't know. And it's, I mean, there are just thousands of 40-foot hackberry trees, everything. Their houses demolished. But the thing, you know, I get home and I think about what I got. And the thing that just blew me away is there were probably 300 millennials, maybe teenagers to to 30-year-olds just crawling everywhere, pulling limbs Mm -hmm. as fast as we could cut them. I mean, there are probably 30 people with chainsaws, and just they're just standing there like going, give me a limb to pull. And that happened for seven hours, and I thought, and then when I got there this morning, I was like, I want to go someplace and help. And somebody said, D.B. Todd got there. Here's millennials coordinating everything, telling you where to go, giving you a chainsaw water everywhere, food everywhere, people helping, you know, blood running down my arms, people tying rags around it. It's just like, it, it warmed my heart. It's like these so-called millennial deadbeats. Dude, there were three or 400 of them crawling over North Nashville that you'd want as your kid any day, <laughs> any day of the year. So that was just, that's kind of my praise report, just being with those, those kids. Uh, it was just, it was an amazing day. But I'm telling you, just show up somewhere there are trash bags there are chainsaws there's rakes there's something to pick up you don't have to climb a tree and cut you know just show up and there people will tell you where to go russ i appreciate it right there is an example of what we were talking about in an earlier segment we outnumber them You can think about millennial. When you hear millennial, your eyes start to roll because it usually gets accompanied with some kind of butt or some kind of slight or some kind of they're so naive and they live on their devices and all this. And, of course, I've said those things too, not just about millennials, but millennials are growing up in a generation where they don't even know what it's like not to have a cell phone. Just as one example, much less, I mean, most of them, a lot of them don't even know what it's like not to have a phone that can do more than just make a call. But it needs to be mentioned and it needs to be pointed out. When the unexpected do unexpectedly beautiful things in this community and everywhere, because there's so many reports of the opposite that it makes you think that that's the way it is. And it's just not. It's not. So here's something for you. Just on Russ's call. Anytime we are doing this program, and you can tweet these as well to at jmartzone. Whatever show I'm doing, wherever I am, especially during the course of a show. This ain't a segment that we're going to do once a week, even though maybe we should. If you've got a praise report, something that's uplifting, something that's inspiring, that creates hope, that might put a smile on people's faces. If you have a praise report, those are going to the front of the line. As long as I have a platform, as long as I have a means 
to put you on the air to say so. Praise reports, folks. As long as the Big Six is going, as long as anything I'm doing here with 104.5 The Zone or elsewhere, I'm always going to take your praise reports. I'll stop almost anything that I am doing and take a praise report because it is so important to combat the negativity and the division with pure love and hope. That doesn't cost anything, but the rewards are just priceless. David and Smurla, let's go to you before we go to the break. David, how are you this evening? Uh, I'm good, good. Hey, I want to thank you for what you're doing. And number one, people say, what can I do? Well, if you're a person of faith, the first thing that ought to cross your mind is that I can reach out to my creator in prayer. That hotline's always open 24-7. It's the best thing that a person of faith can do in any circumstance. If you're not a person of faith, but you're a decent human being and a good neighbor, you ask, what what could I do or what would I like for someone to do for me if I were in this circumstance? And that's always a good place to start. And then last but not least, as long as you sit behind that microphone tonight, buddy, you're one of the most powerful men in Middle Tennessee. And I want to thank you and congratulate you for the work that you're doing right now to help people heal from something horrible that just happened. And with that, I'll let you go. Thank you, David. I appreciate it. Glory to my Lord and Savior. Any word that you hear that sends you in that direction, I'm sending you in his direction. The answer sometimes to what can you do, the answer might not be there. For Jeremy right now, he doesn't know what to tell us to do for him. But asking the question of yourself, what am I being led to do? What feels like it's the right thing for me to be doing? What is that voice inside me telling me is right in this moment? And unquestionably, For me, it is approaching the throne of the Lord. And some people joke and say thoughts and prayers in a real derisive fashion, like it's meaningless. Folks, there is nothing more meaningful that I could do for you. And I'm thankful for all of you that listen, that write, that call. I'm thankful for you and wherever you are in your life, whether you're in Germantown right now, like Jeremy, where you've watched this from a safe place that this storm didn't hit you directly. I hope that the very best that can come your way will.
And if words that I speak can be of assistance to that goal, then I'm so thankful that the Spirit gave them to me. We'll be right back. It's the Big Six on 104.5 The Zone. Download. Final segment of our program tonight. Stick with us here. More live and local coming up following me. It's the Big Six. We're brought to you by Renters Warehouse. They're dedicated to putting homeowners on the path to financial freedom through rent estate, renting your home without having to do the hard stuff. Renters Warehouse, the rent estate company. I'm Jason Martin. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone. I don't have enough time. This is a real short segment. I haven't really been paying very good attention to the clock over the past few days. Seems kind of unimportant. A lot of things seem kind of unimportant. And you do realize, actually, in this moment, why sports matter so much to us. Because it does serve as an escape. Because it is a place where you can get passionate and lose yourself in something as a fan. If you're a Tennessee Titans fan, you should stand up and cheer for Amy Adams Strunk and the organization for donating a million dollars today through the Titans Foundation. And 250 grand then coming from the NFL Foundation on top of that. Over $2 million to the Community Foundation just already a lot of you have probably donated either time or money or who knows or you've prayed and you're still praying and there are a lot of people out there in need people in Putnam County people in East Nashville people in Mount Juliet people in Germantown but I'll tell you it was fitting that in the escape that some people needed last night. They got it if they were Vols fans. Kentucky was 129-0 and in their last 10 years of home games with a lead at the half, with a double-digit lead at the half. They led the game by 17 points in the second half. Tennessee came all the way back and outscored them by 25 in the last 16-plus minutes and beat them. The timing could not have been better for this state in its moment of need. You look at the things that survived. You heard Rhett Bryan and Mickey and and Brent talking about that at the end of 3HL. The stained glass window that left the baby Jesus intact. Adrian Saparidi's original, I believe, in Nashville mural standing, even with the basement east being ravaged. And the Vols doing something pretty unthinkable on a basketball floor. We're going to be okay. But it's going to take some time. And there are some people that are hurting that don't know what to ask for. 
And so I say as we close up shop here on the Big Six tonight, we see you. We might not know you, but we see you. And we'll be willing to listen when you have something to say. We understand that might not be right now. If it's okay with you, we're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for your family. We're going to pray for your mind, for your heart, your resolve. We can't put your fire out today. But we can stand next to you. We can watch it burn together. We can feel for you. And just let you know that we're here. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. God bless. And good night from the Music City.